You are listening to a True North Eager Beaver Media Podcast. The True North Eager Beaver Podcasts are proudly brought to you by our founding sponsors, the Miss V Mysteries from Corvid Moon Publishing, your source for science fiction, fantasy, and cozy mysteries featuring a broad diversity of characters. CanadianTarot.com, your uniquely Canadian online eclectic tarot community and forum, and the Peppermaster, hot pepper sauces made from fresh farm ingredients to thrill your taste buds and expand your mind. Well, hello, friends. It's your good buddy, Mr. Grizzly. And, and uh, Mr. Beaver. Mr. Beaver's joining me. And, uh, well, today, we're hoping you can give us a hand, a hand up or a handout or a help up. I don't know. You pick the verbiage that best suits your ideal. Here's the thing. We incur a lot of costs while we're doing this. Uh, I've invested a few thousand dollars on new equipment. And to be honest with you, I have no problem with it. But it'd be nice if we could recoup a little bit of that because, you know, I'm not wealthy. <laughs> Far from it. So if you guys and gals and they and them like what we're doing and you want to help us out, it'd be awesome if you could go to our coffee page, toss us a couple of bucks. Mr. Beaver. Yeah. Um we love doing this, clearly. We have a good time doing it. And uh, yeah. as the show is getting bigger and we're getting more feedback and participation uh, from you kids, uh, it makes our day and it gives us uh, motivation uh, to work harder and uh, come up with uh, great interview guests. We definitely have some lined up. Oh, yeah. Uh, normally, we keep up a surprise, but should we just give some teasers? Give them the teasers, brother. Yeah, uh, we've been talking to Cindy Blackstock. We're trying to set a date. Uh, we're trying to set a date with uh, Francis Hordelski, who used to be the chief anchor at uh, the Business News Network, so we can have some uh, talk about economics. Uh, we uh, tried to get uh, uh, polling analysis and political analyst Evan Scrimshaw. Uh, so we're waiting to hear from him as well. Uh, we have uh, Murray Billet, uh, who was a uh, was a big activist uh, in terms of the. Uh, gay rights and uh, bringing about uh, the recognition of uh, gays and lesbians in the charter uh, way back in the day. So uh, we have some uh, interesting guests uh, lined up for you. And uh, we're going to try to get uh, uh, David uh, Moskrop back because uh, there's an election coming and well, <laughs> we like his views are always interesting <laughs> well that and and also the fact that um he's got some interesting takes on this current situation that he's living through as well because he doesn't live too far from me i don't like i know the general vicinity of where he resides and it and, and he's close to the action that i'm in the middle of so take it from mr grizzly blue jacket guy we really would like to hear from you. We really would. We really could use a couple of bucks from you. Whatever you can spare. I'm not asking for anything big. If you can help us out, that's wonderful. And we appreciate it. And we really appreciate the fact that you listen in and provide commentary. Thanks. Hey, kids. If you like your food like you like your eager beaver news, spicy and bringing on the heat, then let us introduce you to the Pepper Master. Based in Rigaud, Quebec, Peppermaster Greg Brooks sources local ingredients, grows and roasts 100% of his own peppers to make at least 130 different varieties of single pepper mashes, all-purpose pepper sauces, cooking and grilling sauces, condiments and hot sweets, infusions and rubs. From mild to medium to hot to very hot to crazy hot to are you freaking kidding me? I'll be breathing dragon fire. 
Each bottle is carefully crafted to bring just the right amount of heat to your feast. All of the Pepper Master's sauces are gluten-free, peanut-free, slow fair trade, made with organic vinegars and sugars, are reduced in sea salt, have no capsaicin extract, preservatives, colors, added flavors, or GMOs. All products are latex-free and feature green printing. Try their best-selling jerk curry or sticky ginger garlic grilling sauce. Their spiced umami three-pack featuring barbecue sauce A, maple umami, and bacon reaper madness. Or if, if variety is the spice of life, pick up a Jewels of Fire and Ice sampler of 16 sauces, one for every heat tolerance. And because only a true pepper master can take the heat away, don't forget to try the original pepper antidote, an amazing pure concoction of heavy cream and dark maple syrup that works as a salve, a heat reducer on your tongue, or doubles as a yummy treat. Mr. Grizzly, uh, I'm sure you've gotten your samples of sauces. Have you tried any? Oh, yes. Uh, I tried the jerk chicken. I liked that quite a bit. Uh, I used it in a couple of, uh, actually, not jerk chicken recipes, but some chicken that I cooked up one night. And there was another one I tried. It was a scotch bonnet sauce that I decided I wanted to have a little bit of spicy pasta that night, you know? Mm-hmm. So I put a couple, like the tiniest little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I wanted to be able to walk the next day. <laughs> <laughs> but they were good, right? Oh, very good. Absolutely. Without question, absolutely excellent. <laughs> we tried uh, the sticky ginger garlic over here, and, uh, uh, and uh, oh, yeah, we can't get enough of it. We're like slaughtering <laughs> it on everything. <laughs> well, I like the spicy. I put the spicy on my eggs every morning. Mm. <laughs> well, kids, you should try it too. To find out more and to get yours today, go to www.peppermaster.com. The Peppermaster, hot pepper sauces made from farm fresh ingredients to thrill your taste buds and expand your mind. And hello, kids. And welcome to Just a Nibble. Well, actually, this is a hybrid Just a Nibble and interview, but we're going to go with Nibble on this one. Uh, It's what our beaver bites were originally intended to be, but turns out that we got the gift of the gap. (laughs) A little bit of the Irish blood in me as it is, you know. (laughs) Today, recording day is Sunday, June 19th. It is Juneteenth. It is also Father's Day. So happy Father's Day to all the good dads out there and to the moms doing double duty and dads doing double duty and people standing in for being dads and you know and to the dads who have uh, lost their children we have a special thought for you particularly today particularly today um today uh our our interviews uh, with laura manila We've mentioned it before, but I mean, they've just really resonated. Uh, and there's been lots of feedback and there have been developments since. And we thought that it would be a good time to do just a little check-in and a follow-up to see what has transpired uh, since Laura went public. So, hello, Laura. Hi. And hello, Mr. Grizzly. Hey. <laughs> well, sorry. Hey, kids and cubs. Hello. <laughs> I'm just going on my own here. It's like, yeah, I'm just doing the solo. <laughs> we're, we're all together here this morning. It's a, it we is a are. Sunday morning. Kumbaya. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, good morning, guys, and thanks for having me back. Um, I've had nothing but positive and supported feedback um, since this has happened. And 
and and I'm horrified really with some of the stories that I'm hearing as well oh, about women being harassed and bullied in this business, in other businesses. Um, you know, there've been people coming forward saying they were discriminated against based on their color, sex, mm-hmm. gender identity, sexual orientation, being pregnant. Like the stories are just mind blowing, horrific and disturbing. Um, you know, and I've, I've tried to gently encourage people to share their story publicly, but there's fear because some may still be in the business. Um, maybe they're just not ready, or, or, but I think they felt a sense of relief sharing it with me. Um, and that was enough for them, you know, just to say, Hey, just let me talk about it. And I'm good. I'll think about whether I want to share it publicly or not. But um, yeah, it's uh it's opened up a whole Pandora's box really of all this stuff that's going on. So it's kind of interesting and almost exciting because there's going to, it's going to bring change. Yes. I'm feeling it. It absolutely will. It will, you know, there's still a lot of people who have stories they want to tell, but they're afraid to come forward. And I, I can certainly understand that. Um, one of the reasons I wanted to, to, to follow up with you, and I mean, and we want to have you on the show a little bit more frequently, if, if and when we can schedule-wise, because you have a lot to say, and you've got a great radio voice, and you are a professional broadcaster, but uh, one of the things that I wanted to talk to you about today was what, how, how has this impacted your life in a positive role, and has there any, been anything negative from this? And as a follow-up to that, do you think it's going to help a lot more people come forward? Because I honestly believe it will. Yeah, I think it really has. Um, yeah, not, uh, there hasn't been any negative uh, backlash from this. It's me, it's me basically telling my story of something that happened to me a long time ago. So it was not, it was essentially to just let it out because everybody was wondering. They're like, she just disappeared and vanished. And I mm-hmm. thought Jennifer Valentine and all these other women opened that door for me. I shared my experience Um you know, it was uh, graphic enough so that people, you know, would listen to it and sit uncomfortably in that, you know, feeling of what I went through. And that's kind of what I wanted. I wanted it to either resonate or anger people. And it did. And since then, there's been a lot of women in radio uh, starting their own podcasts on Facebook. There's uh, the Girls Club uh, for ra- for women in radio and people are sharing their stories on this Facebook page, which is really nice um, because we feel like, okay, somebody's listening. We, we can Finally. all kind of share all those experiences together. And, and it, it, even in that, share these experiences with the same people. So there's people that are like, I work with these guys and yeah, they're total jerks. So that made me feel great. Cause I'm like, okay, I, I didn't know how many people realize these guys, you know, weren't the nicest people. They, mm-hmm. their reputation kind of um, was, was evident. Mm-hmm. Um, and Wendy, uh, Wendy Measley and Maureen Holloway, they're starting a podcast too, I think it starts tomorrow, Women of Ill Repute. So there's a lot of, um, I think, it, and it's, it's like, it's funny. It's I a like funny thing. Name. And again, they've had horrible experiences in radio as well. And they're kind of sharing their experiences, but turning it around and making, and making fun of it. And, and, you know, saying, look, that was the past. We've moved on. We're over it. Mm-hmm. Um, let's, let's, let's joke about it. Or, or, or it's not all joking. There's some serious stuff going on in their podcast, but. Again, it's nice to see that there's almost like a dismantling of the old boys network. Long um, overdue. 
Yeah. So it's nice. Yeah. It's good. Great feedback for sure. It's when you say a uh, women of ill repute, I like that title because it makes yeah. me immediately think of that heritage Canada moment where the woman was fighting for the right to vote. I wish I remembered what her name was. And the guy said, uh, the politician said, nice women don't want the vote. And then they get well, the vote and says, he wants his picture taken with her. It says, Oh, I don't, are you sure you want your picture taken with a woman who's not nice? Uh- <laughs> <laughs> and, it, Excellent. And, then it, and then it just makes me think of this, this whole, like the Trump thing as well, you know, when he was like talking about nasty women and it's sort of like, you call them nasty women, but you still expect them to behave like good girls. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, mm, mm-hmm. Not sure. You can't have right. both Not sure. Yeah. 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 Just, <laughs> yeah. Um, we got some uh, great feedback. Um, Kit Linda, uh, who uh, is, you know, longtime uh, listener, I think very, since day yeah, one. Pretty, yeah, and just loves the show and uh, follows it. Uh, I think she's pretty much heard every single episode. Awesome. Uh, but uh, she wrote in and she had a lot to say. She said, uh, thank you for sharing her story. And I look forward to the second part of the interview. So this was just at the first part yet. Okay. It struck me that the way she was treated, making her out to be mentally and emotionally unstable is no different than in the 1800s when women could be carted away to an asylum because they became inconvenient to a man for whatever reason. I think people, especially men, are only beginning to understand that virtually every woman has gone through harassment to varying degrees when they just want to be able to do their jobs. A long time ago in my career, I worked for a prominent worldwide nonprofit organization where people are supposed to be better, right? Mm. Where the head of the finance department was well known for his harassment of women who worked for the agency. More than once, I forgot to check the elevator before I got on and had to endure crowding before I could exit at the first available floor. Talking to HR did nothing. All the executives were men who looked out for each other. We formed a network of support within the agency to prevent any woman from having to attend a meeting with him in his office. Any woman could approach a certain group of us to go with her, either scheduled or unscheduled. I went to meetings about regions and subjects I had nothing to do with just to ensure no woman working there had to be put in an office alone with him. And after hearing your second one, she said, that was amazingly infuriating, inspiring, validating, and familiar all at once. Wow. I, yeah. uh, wow. I, I don't even know what to say. I, I feel horrible for her and the women that had to deal with that guy. Um, and there's been so many of them. So many. Um, wow. Like I said, my goal was to call out the toxicity in that place, but it seems like it's, in every place, not just radio, everywhere. And uh, mm-hmm. the behavior reigns unchecked everywhere and yes. reinforced in some cases, which is not shocking because the people are driving business dollars. So, Well, um, I've got um, a friend who, who uh, approached me the other day and said, I'd like to come on and talk about uh, harassment in the workplace in the federal government. I'm like, oh, really? Yes. Uh, I have some stories about both men and women who have been on the receiving end of of abuse, harassment, bullying. I'm like, well, let's have that conversation because it's not just in one area. It happens everywhere Mm -hmm. and we need to call it out. And if we don't call it out, you know, if I know something bad is happening and I don't do anything about it, I'm complicit and I refuse to be complicit. If we say nothing, we're in fact condoning the behavior. Yes. Yes. And 
you know, at my end too, I've had uh, people write to me also, also like from other sectors, you know, like nursing and education and, you know, you name it. And, you know, I've had people that were uh, in the military writing in saying, you know, the things that they're hearing are, you know, you know, worse than they've experienced yes. as men in the military. You know, they can't speak for their, their female counterparts, uh, but, you know, and, and, and we're seeing it all over in the news, right? I mean, uh, in sports, we've had all the athletes that have recently complained against their oh, federations yeah. and the sports minister had to like put in a new commission. Yeah. I mean, you know, they're at work too, right? In that case, I mean, we don't think of it, right? When you're in training as an athlete, but you're at work, especially if you're like on the national team. That's right. So, I mean, that workplace is not safe. And uh, I mean, it's just, it's like you said, you know, it's like if we're spending eight hours a day plus overtime plus whatnot, we're spending one third of our lives five days a week there. It should be someplace that makes us feel better going yeah. to. I mean, we're or at least, or at least comfortable. Families. Yeah. I mean, at least be allow us to feel comfortable in that environment. Like I'm not expecting people to, you know, blow smoke up my butt when I'm at work, but at least make me feel like it's a safe place to be and I'm comfortable and I'm not being harassed. Like that's all we're asking for mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. a safe place for our kids to go to work. Have you heard from, cause I know the, I believe like Jennifer Valentine came out and then it was, you said there was about like maybe six or seven or other women. Mm-hmm. Have you heard from any of them? I've heard uh, not from Jennifer Valentine, um, but some of the women that came out um, in regards to the situation in Toronto, um, they're happy that they did. Um, some of them still are uncomfortable talking about it because of I course. think they're still traumatized by it. Um, so we know about their story, but uh, you know, they're not willing to, talk about it openly, maybe not now, maybe not ever. Um, I think, I think a lot of these women that wrote me kind of almost, almost wanted like, and I don't think I said, I told my story because I wanted anything out of those guys. Like I said, it was just an experience that I went through back then. And because I heard Jennifer's story, I was shocked to hear it was still going on and very disappointed. But, um, I just feel like the guys that I was talking about that I worked with for so long and the female too, I was kind of, I just kind of thought it would be amazeballs if they would just come out with an apology and say, you know, we were terrible back then. We weren't nice people, but we've changed. If they have changed, like if they've gone through therapy or changed their lives in a certain way, just to come out and say, you know, we're sorry this happened to you and and it's still you know, you carried it with you for so long. I mean, we're sorry we did this to you. We're sorry we did this to you. I mean, real growth, as we know, is about, you know, checking and correcting yourself instead of blaming Mm. others. Mm. And you could take your power back by, by taking that responsibility, but they haven't done that. So no accountability, no transparency. Um, But we, you know, and I think you can think respect somebody who, who, who comes forward and genuinely apologizes and said, you know what? I realize now what I did was wrong. Yeah. At the time, I just did what I did. And, you know, I accept full responsibility for it. I'm in therapy. You know, I'm trying to change. And a lot of people uh, do change when they realize the error of their ways and come yeah. forward. And then when, when, when that takes place, I personally can go, okay, I can forgive you. 
and I see that you're putting in the work to better your life yep. and make a difference. So that I will accept you for. But if you just remain quiet and never do anything, nah, you're dead to me. Because I haven't heard from them or no. the company or any of that. And I feel like they know that I recorded our conversations when we had the, the, our very last meetings. And there's some pretty hardcore, shitty things that happened you, in those meetings. Would you be meetings. willing to play any of those for us? Uh, I'm, I may be able to, um, I don't have I'm not, anything. I'm not we've trying to put you on the spot yeah, right here, right I, now. I, but you know, I don't like know to. if I can, I, I may need their permission. Don't you? I don't know if you can, I don't know. I could read some of the transcripts cause I, I, I we could talk to a lawyer friend and see. Yeah. I mean, it was just, it was just shitty. I mean, they were just like, well, if we're going to write this guy up for doing this, we're going to write you up for not, you know, being ready for a picture day, like the mm -hmm. dumbest things. It just, some, I, you know what, we, we can revisit this because I'll pull up some of the transcripts and you will be blown away by, you know, like I told you on the phone last night, you know, we have some, sometimes we have very selective memory on certain, like they were trying to make me of course believe I was going totally crazy too. So yeah, I'd like to share those with you. And if you want to share it with your, your listeners, that's fine too. But, um, you know, I, I just think it would be great for them to do that. But again, I'm not there. Mm -hmm. I'm not their conscience. So mm -hmm. what do you do? Well, I've, I, I need to, to make mention to you now. I've had a few friends reach out to me after listening to your, your interview, both parts, and said, um, would Laura be willing to talk to me? I'd like to talk to her about this, that, and the other. I'm not going to get into the nitty-gritty of it, right? But um, I'll send you a message later, and if you want to touch base with these folks, because some, some of them are really close, good friends of mine that I, I know and love and trust. So I would not put you in touch with anybody just randomly because we tried to help somebody last week and <laughs> Mr. Beaver Didn't can attest. So well, well <laughs> let's just say the individual asked for some help. We tried to provide the help and then they yelled at us because they didn't like the help we were providing. So, ah, uh, okay. Well, at least, you know, you guys did the best you could yes. um, for what yes. you knew. So, yeah. So that's not your fault. No, no. I mean, it is, you know, it, it, there's there, me 10 years ago, my reaction to how this person reacted to the, the help we tried to provide them and didn't like the help that we provided them 10 years ago, I would have said, well, to hell with you. That's it. I'm not helping mm -hmm. anybody anymore, but I'm not like that anymore. I, I, it was like, okay, this is, we did what we could for you at the time. We fulfilled your request. It wasn't to your liking. I'm terribly sorry. That's yeah. all we can do. Right. It is not going to stop me from trying to help others in the future. It won't. Excellent. And I'm not even going to rule that person out, even though they, they did get pretty nasty for a little bit, but they did come around and say, you know what? I'm, I'm, I shouldn't have done that. And a few people did come out of the woodwork and say, hang on, hang on a second here. These guys tried to help you and you're shitting all over them. Why are you doing that? Yeah. I get it. Look, some people have mental health issues like myself, uh, anxiety and depression. And I think I may yeah. have ADHD, to be honest with you. Um, so I, 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 you know, I'm, I'm empathetic and sympathetic in that sense. But yeah. Yeah, I hear you. We, we don't do know have what a limit. Through. We do have a limit, right? But I don't know what they're going through. So I'm willing to not push back, but just sort of set the boundary, right? So, like, okay, look, we did all we can. That's all I can do for you. You obviously need more than, than what we could do for you. So I have to be a little bit more cautious in who I um, offer help to in the future. Well, that's very compassionate of you to talk about it in that way. So, yeah, yeah wish yeah, them the best. Yeah, it was, it was similar because um, I was the, I mean, 
we tag teamed for providing the help. Paul had an extremely busy day and asked if I could help. Like this, I had not as busy a day, uh, you know? So, I mean, I did what I could when I could mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. the best of my ability. Sure. And it wasn't enough. So, I mean, all I, I mean, literally I was at, all I can say is I did the best I could, best I could with the resources I had, and I there apologize. That it was insufficient. There you go. There's, but same thing about you know. You would have asked me about ten years ago. I would have had like a whole flame war. I said, "Wow, you're this and that," and I would have ascribed intention and motive, mm-hmm. and and it's just like, no, I'm not yeah, going to do we're that. We're all we're all carrying. We're all leading our own war, right? We all have our own little struggle. You know. Mm-hmm. You could be a lovely person who's just having an absolutely terrible, terrible day, day. And I'm it happens. the closest person geographically and I'm getting it. Um, like you could be an awful person, like you could be just someone who had an unmet expectation because all disappointments come from unmet expectations. Absolutely. Uh, that may not have been clearly expressed or, and you know, had the expectation been clear that I need this done absolutely immediately. You must drop everything. Then my response might have been, "I'm sorry, I cannot help you." Mm-hmm. Like this, as opposed to, "If I can help, I will." Yes. Mm-hmm. So it's you know a simple miscommunication issue. In other words, mm-hmm. at least you don't regret helping that person because no, you no, and you no, will no. continue to help other people, which yes. is nice. Oh, because at the end of the day, it's the energy put out. Right? Yeah. If somebody asked for help. I said I would help. I put that energy out to the universe. Unfortunately, it did not get the reception that I had hoped for. But and we weren't looking for any any uh, aptitudes <laughs> or gratitudes or anything like that. It, you know, if they had it, I did thanks, it, that would have been you fine. You kind of hope that if you help, it works out for the person. Yeah, obviously, <laughs> and you had the best but, intentions. Yeah, so I mean, and like like we discussed in in our in our interview, it was like when it's you yourself in a mirror. I know what I did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yep. I mean. I'm only going to be feel. I'm only going to be made to feel bad about it if I give someone that permission and that power. Right. Right. And I didn't. I, I know I didn't do anything wrong or intentionally wrong. No, I, I feel no guilt. I, I did say to the person, "I'm sorry you feel that way. We did what we could with the resources we had and the time frame we had. You asked for help. I offered. I reached out to a couple of people, and and you were the second person I reached out to, uh, Mr. Beaver. Uh, I, and I, I thought maybe you might be able to, which is why there was somebody else I reached out to who works from home as well, but was like, I have back-to-back meetings all day. I'm like, okay, no problem. So I thought, okay, I'll check with you. You might be able to help out. And there's somebody else I reached out to, but you were like, yeah, I can help out. So, nice. you know, using my network to find somebody who could help. And, and this individual got mad and said, oh, uh, Mr. Beaver's helping me. Mr. Beaver's also Mr. Atkinson. I'm like, no, 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 no. That's a separate person. Well, I want to know his real name. This individual offered to help and wanted anonymity. I have to respect that. Excellent. So, anyway. It, it happened. We moved it on. Happens. Yeah, that's unfortunate. It is. Yeah. But, but yeah. I mean, that's, you know, the there are various life lessons, right? And one of, of them course. is, you know, don't, if something you do with a good heart or good intention lands flat, right? You can let that change you. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to do that again or get jaded or just like, you know, you fall in love and it ends up bad. Oh, I'm not going to love again or whatnot. Yeah. Or you can turn around and you can actually look, okay, 
did I do something? Could I have done something better or more here? Yes. Now, what part of the pile of poop is mine? What part of it is not mine? I'll own the part that's mine. Beautiful. All yours. (laughs) I'm not going to take it on. And then, okay, how do I do better? And if I've literally done nothing wrong and did do the best I could, then I'm sorry, but no, I'm I'm not going to take it on. Good. I'm wondering if we can, I'd like to, um, reach out to Jennifer Valentine and maybe the four of us could sit down and have a conversation at some point in time. That would be great. But Jennifer, she's incredibly busy right now. Since, yeah, since she came out with, yeah, she's on vacation, but since she's come out with the video, she has not done any interviews. I, yeah. I, th- I don't think she will. Cause this is something that's going on right now. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's in, in front of the human rights um, tribunal and all that stuff. So I don't think she can come out publicly, right. but there are a lot of other women that can in Toronto for sure that we can, we can definitely do this. You know, we want them to come forward and so we can, we can tell the story and they can tell the story. We can share the story because we're not telling it. It's not our story to tell. Yeah. But but, I mean, there are other women that have reached out to me that are, are not in Toronto radio. They're in smaller markets and they've experienced horrific things as well. And I'm sure they'd love to talk too uh, and say, Hey, you know, I might not be a big celebrity, but I've been bullied and harassed too. You yeah. don't have to be a big celebrity. Exactly. Nope. That's it. That's, but I mean, like, even if anyone's listening, like for us, you don't have to be a big nope. celebrity. I mean, yep. You happen to have some celebrity, you know, and you came forward and you happen to use it in the way that you are to bring attention to the subject. But like I said, you know, all the kids that have been writing us and contacting us you now, like very few of them are celebrities. Exactly. Right. And, and they don't have a forum where they can express, you know, what happened to them. So that's why it's great. You guys have this podcast and you're willing to let people on and, t- and share their stuff. Yeah. There's uh, there's quite a few women who weren't just bullied by men. They were bullied by women. Mm-hmm. I was surprised to see how many women had issues with their managers who were women. I was like, no way. Wow. That's crazy. Like whatever happened to, we all have to stick together as women. Well, you know, I, woman strong. Nope. I, I met a woman a number of years ago at a party who um, was a GM of a established, very well established um, business. I'm not going to say because I don't want to out her. Okay. And she said, yeah, I refuse to hire women. I'm like, what? Why? Wow. She goes, maternity leave. Wow. She goes, I'll hire a woman and six months later she's pregnant and she wants to take off for a year. And like, I can't do anything about it because she's been there six months so her probationary time period has passed and now she's gone for a year and I got to find somebody to temporarily fill that and I'm kind of like I'm not I have nothing to say I'm just going to listen to this I I, I'm a man I am not saying a thing it's crazy because I I can't believe that is a a, a big concern in so many managers minds I never even thought it would be but I've heard this so many times before we can't hire her because she's in her 20s you know she's going to want to have kids soon and then we got to replace her I'm like oh my god really you're not hiring somebody because of that mm-hmm. or you're mm-hmm. firing somebody before they come come back from their maternity leave like just yeah horrible. and it happens a lot I know. But, and and the abuse again is not just in you know 
uh, there's guys I worked with in construction because I spent 29 years in construction. And, and you know, it was funny when, when the people are going, oh, look at the soy boy Trudeau supporter yelling in the streets. This government employee doesn't know a damn thing about what it's like to earn a living. I'm like, first off, to hell with you. I'm poor, working class. I've worked construction for 29 years. I'm made of concrete and steel. I'm Generation X. There was nothing you could ever say to me in a million years that would ever harm or hurt me. So you can go straight to hell. And have a nice day on the way there. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Just. Yeah, I love when you come out with these outbursts. They're fantastic and they must feel so good. They do. They're, they're I very. I could do um, that. Uh, it, it, we have. Um, it's the weight uh, off the shoulders, right? I love yeah. it. We have uh, some more comments uh, and feedback from Kits for you, Laura. Okay. Uh, we have uh, three women who have uh, written in. Um, we have Kit Melissa who said, Listening to part one on my Bluetooth speaker, and I ask as as I multitask today, not quite fifteen minutes in, and already know I'll be immediately listening to part two. Already over here clapping for Laura speaking on this in her time when she was ready. Her telling her story is powerful. Wow! Thank you. Beautiful. And, yes, Kit Carolyn wrote. I always wondered what happened to Laura. So glad I don't listen to that station anymore. I've heard so many stories. Ah, excellent. Yeah, yeah. the stories were there. The rumors were, were definitely circulating about these guys, and they still are. So nice. Okay, good. And uh, Kit Nancy wrote to say, I just listened to the podcast, and there's a serious problem with workplace abuse across the board. Mm -hmm. More people need encouragement and support to come forward with their stories to counteract this egregious and destructive behavior. The mental and physical effects can be deadly. Yeah. Agreed. Well, I've seen terrible abuses in the construction industry too. Um, yeah. Uh, I've seen, uh, personally, um, I just took a course, the Working at Heights course, and what the laws and restrictions are on working platforms and working on ladders and so on and so forth. Two days later, I'm on a job site in a public school and the boss who had sent me on that course asked me to get up on a 30-foot extension ladder and build this system. I'm like, well, I need a lift for that. Uh, the stage can't support a lift. Okay, we're going to need scaffolding. Well, it's not in the budget. You'll have to do it off a ladder. Um, that's illegal. I just took the course two days ago. Wow. If I climb a ladder mm -hmm. and an inspector walks in, that's a $1,500 fine for me and a $15,000 fine for you. And you know what his response was? Well, you know, Paul, there's a lot of people sitting at home right now that aren't working. I could call them in. Oh, my goodness. So I looked at him and I said, fine, I'll break the law for you. But if I get caught, you're paying for the fine because I'm not doing it. Because you told me flat out to do this. He knows who he is. I don't know if he'll ever listen to this show. Shameful. I don't care. No. Wow. But he asked me to break the law and risk my life in doing yeah. it. Yep. Yeah. And it can happen in world ways. I, I had an instance once I used to, when I was working for the federal government, um, there were two things going on. I was working on something specific for our department and I was working on something that was half personal, half related. Mm -hmm. It just happened to be something where both mixed together and I asked for some help on something, uh, which we were doing on personal time. Right. Um, so uh, the director of that department uh, who saw this thing being done on our personal time 
thought it was not being done on personal time, but on company time, lost it. And without asking me a question or anything, just left a voicemail. I mean, that had lots of F-bombs in them. Wow. Lots of them. And I was just like, "Mm, mm, 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 mm." I I don't know where I found that because I was still fairly young. And all I did for our voicemail had a manner to forward mails to someone, not just delete or like this. Mm-hmm. So I just like immediately forward that back to my boss and I says, you guys are at the exact same level on the heart on the pyramid. You deal with this because if I do, because this is unacceptable. This never, ever, ever should happen in the workplace like this. Ever. And you need to make this right because I'm your employee and you're supposed to defend me. Mm-hmm. Like this, and uh, I got a call the next day saying it's been handled, and that he he apologizes and you know gave a reason. Okay, uh, uh, you know, like this, he'll new, treat uh, you better in the future. Yeah, yeah, but like you know, newborn child, not enough sleep, a little stressed, you know, like this. Uh, and, of course. And I'm sitting there, and it's like, okay, <laughs> I never got the apology directly. It came through. I says, listen, mm. I'm okay with it, and you you're gonna let him know that I'm fine like this. But that's what sick days are for. Yes. yes. Well, you know, you don't come at the office and tear someone's head off. So it's like, if, if things are going <laughs> sideways in, in, in your life, things are going sideways in your life. That is not an excuse to shit on other people. Exactly. It's not. I'm so tired of excuses. So tired of excuses. It's you know, it can be an explanation. You know what? I was in the wrong. I will make Explained. amends. I will. It explains it, but it's like it doesn't excuse it. Exactly. exactly. Doesn't yeah. excuse it. Like, I mean, okay, you know, you had a human moment. I get it. But because you got to set the boundary then. Yes. Because yeah. if you don't, and they're just going to walk all over you. It's like, no, 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 that's not happening. Good for you. <laughs> Good for you. Yeah, yeah it, it really does. The, the, the emails, hundreds of messages and emails I'm getting, yeah, they're all from different uh, fields of work. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the radio thing seems like it's it's being taken care of. Jennifer Valentine started this whole domino effect. So I think, uh, you know, and it's it hasn't, you know, it's still strong. It's still staying significant. So in, if everybody in their own respective industry stands up and says, no, like, this is awesome. I mean, we can change. The, the Toronto Police Department now is, is there's huge changes in the military um, the Minister Canadian Anand. military, there's, yeah, there's just some huge, amazing changes in every field now. So that's why I said now is the time. So if you're feeling, if you're not in radio and, and if you're working in construction or working for the federal government or working at Shoppers Drug Mart, I mean, if you're feeling that you're being harassed or bullied at work, now's your time to speak up. Mm-hmm. Everybody else is, nobody's being judged. It's and beautiful. people are listening. People are listening. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, speak up. Speak to somebody that you can trust. Message us. Come be on the podcast. Because um, it, it really is almost, I don't know if it's vindicating. I don't, I don't know what the word is, but it's such a relief to just, you know, share your experience. Because then you could share it, leave it there, and move forward. And uh, it's, just, it, it's a relief for sure. And I just want people to know that it, it is such a relief to be able to talk about it. And you don't have to name names. You don't have to name where you work, but just to talk about it and and, and know that other people are, are going and have gone through the same thing you have. It, it feels good. Yeah. So, and, and the strength is there. You'll feel stronger to, oh, to yeah. act on it. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. 
and like we said, you know, where uh, we we do want to hear from you if you've been in this situation. Because um, we're not necessarily going to guarantee that we will put everybody on mm-hmm. the show. Sometimes we'll compile things, we'll put them together. Uh, but all three of us, I would assume, I don't want to speak for you, Laura, but I mean, we would be interested in hearing their stories. And you know, if there is something we can do. Sure. Somehow could connect them with a resource or something. Who of knows? Right? Yeah. You could be our but, Southwestern Ontario correspondent from the Niagara region. Laura Mahala yes. with her report. <laughs> on. Yeah, that'd be awesome. I, and I do have a lot of resources here. Um, cause we can, we can, we can hear you. We can, you know, so maybe some of the stuff that you share with us will resonate with us. Maybe, you know, but I mean, there's, there's other people that can help too, because there's trauma there for sure. For somebody who's afraid mm-hmm. to talk about it or he's coming, he's talking about it for the first time, they're going to kind of need more help than maybe what we can give them. So that's why it's great. We, we do have our unique and individual resources in, in our respective areas. So yeah, we'd love to help. Yeah, that's why I came forward. Yeah, because it helps other people maybe in our regions tap into those resources too, which ones mm-hmm. are better than others, which ones need work, for example. Yeah. I mean, like there, there's lots of things that people, wherever they are in this situation, if they've experienced it before and they're working in an organization to try to help to whether they're just new and you know trying to find the courage to come out. There's lots of aspects of the story to try to explore. And if you know you need to be anonymous, that's fine with it. You know, we yes. can alter voice, we can, you know, not mention your name. Those can, are things I we can, can auto tune you, know. you to change it up. <laughs> but okay. uh, and as you, it, and we don't pry too far. No, we don't push no, people to no, go no, further no. than you want to go. As you, you know, if you've listened to our interviews with Laura, you know, we create a platform for you to tell your story and any questions we'll be asking will be out of genuine curiosity. Yeah, it is a very safe uh, place to share. Um, and your story is significant because some people are like, well, I didn't go through what you went through, so it's not a big deal. I'm sorry. Of course it's a big deal. Did it affect you? Like, did it have a negative effect on you in any way? Then it is significant and yeah. we want to hear it Absolutely. because yeah. Um, everybody yeah. has a story. What's the line from the Tom Cochran song? Everybody has a story. Some are tragic and some find glory. I yes. love that. I love that lyric. Love I was lyric. thinking of Amanda Marshall. Everybody has a story that will break your heart. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yes. That's Love right. Amanda Marshall. My God, I saw her a couple of years ago at City Folks. She just blew the roof off the place. Oh, I love her too. Oh, yeah, amazing. big time. Big Criminal. Time. Go global. Criminal. Yeah. That amount of talent. Well, the record company kind of screwed her over, and she talks yeah, about Elton it. Elton John was behind it. I know, I know. He loves her. Yeah. Well, and she was gone for about 15 years, just disappeared right off the face of the earth. Uh, Yeah, I was wondering what happened to her. Well, and she talked about it. And when I saw her in concert, I'm like, okay, she looks exactly the same with that long, fabulous red hair of hers. Wow. And her voice. That's a mane. Yeah, her voice is perfect. Her voice is exactly the same. She can still belt it out like nobody's business. And she said, you know, the last time I was performing live, Netflix was... Uh, DVDs in the mail. <laughs> right. Twitter and Facebook didn't exist. Right. Um, smartphones, that was a thing of, of science fiction. Cannabis was illegal. <laughs> She's like, all these changes that have taken place. And, and she underwent some abuses in the music industry, which is why she was gone for so long. It doesn't surprise me. I've I'd love that. to get uh, her on and talk about it, but yeah. it's one of those things like... She, ridiculously demanding schedule 
Um, she's working on new music. She does perform live a lot, but she, I don't know if we're going to get a new record out of her anytime soon. I will but, say, though, uh, outside of the demanding schedule, the, the abuses are real in, oh, in yeah. not just Canadian music, but in, in all everywhere. They want you to look a certain way. Mm-hmm. They want you to act a certain way. Um, I don't know if you've seen Alanis Morissette's documentary. She was really always outside the box in so many ways, but the industry puts so much pressure on these women and men. Oh, Whoever. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's very unfortunate. And then uh, they, they let men get away with a lot, like uh, Jacob Hogard. Oh, yes. Right. Everybody knew about him, and nobody did anything for years. Oh, I didn't know everybody knew about him. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, Dean, Lachlan, Ryan, all the guys on the, on the Dean Blundell podcast had talked about it. They said, oh, yeah, we knew about him. Every time he came into town to do a radio interview or everything, it, we would tell our, our, our female coworkers, stay away from that guy. He's a bad guy. Everybody knew about him. Like Gian. Yeah. Gian Gomeshi. Oh, yeah. There was a- Did you hear the story with Sarah Polly and John? No. Oh, oh yeah. Sarah Polly came out and said she had an incident with him as well. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I believe it's, uh, if you look at it, I believe she talked about it on The Current. Well, Sarah Polly's not one to hold back either, so- that's yeah, but I mean, she waited too. I mean, yeah. when you're asking, right, it all came out. Like, I had no since idea. She had, in, like, since she talks about it, why she couldn't come out with it at that specific moment while everybody was talking about it, while there was a moment going on. Mm. So, I mean, you know, when you're saying, like, when people are talking about in your own time, like this, there could be a moment happening and you still don't feel safe. Yeah. Yeah. Very true. Oh. That's wow, interesting. really something. Well, I love to, I love to, that you guys are willing to do this, like to open up your space. And I will say a lot of the people that messaged me, not just a few, quite a few said how um, they felt such a sense of compassion from the both of you. When I was telling my story that you were so both so supportive. No, really there. <laughs> and I, you know, and they said how wonderful that you had that platform and they were there like, wow, it just felt you allowed it to be a lot more comfortable, even for the listeners. So I, I, I don't know if I shared that with you, but they, people were really, uh, I think you have a great platform here and the both of you are very kind and compassionate. That makes so me I think, emotional. Are you crying? Yeah. You a, little tissue? Bit. a little bit. Aww. <laughs> but, I love that. Oh, look at you. Yeah, I'm thing. a big, mean old grizzly bear, but I got a heart of gold. You really do. And, and it shows, I mean, people who don't even know you can, can sense that, you know, that, that really deep compassion that you have for people. And that's why this works for both There's of you. The wiping. There's the wiping. Oh, honey. Well, you know, if, 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 um, if I've been able to help somebody, I, it makes me feel better because, you know, when, when you suffer from mental health issues like I do, you, you oftentimes feel completely empty and alone and desperate. And the medication has been a life changer for me. Mm-hmm. But occasionally I still have those moments. So when, when I'm in those dark, desperate times, and they do happen, you feel completely empty and alone. And I know I have people there. I know I do. So when I'm able to help somebody uh, with, with anything of an emotional nature, uh, you know, an abuse or, or whatever the case is, it just makes me feel better because I know how much it meant to me when somebody helped me was Mm -hmm. when I was in a dark place. So if I can do something similar or, or, you know, uh, just help somebody any way possible, I'm, I'm always going to do it. If I'm in a position to help somebody, I'm going to do it. Now 
I have extremely financially limited resources. <laughs> I have this platform. I, 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 I'm a, uh, just a collaborator. This is Mr. Beaver's show. I'm, I'm just, I just do the production and editing and some tech stuff. I'm just a color commentator, if anything. Um, but, but we are reaching people and, and we'll use this platform to help as many as we can. That's wonderful. Yeah, yeah. Um, for the record, <laughs> I consider you way much more, <laughs> sir. <laughs> so just yeah. Well, thanks. Yeah, you, you bring a whole lot more to the show than just that. You're very. It's it's a, a wonderful dynamic. Cool. Yeah, the both of you have such a great dynamic, and and I feel contribute equally to the show. Yep. Um, oh, yeah. Thanks. Yep. Yep. Um, I have uh, one more comment uh, for oh, sure. you, Laura, um, from, uh, I'm not sure whether or not this person wants to be identified, so I'll just say Kit H, uh, and uh, said, you guys are doing a hell of a job uh, uh, that our mainstream media isn't. Um, I am hurting my neck, nodding at Laura's comments. Mm. Please pass on my best and profound respect for standing up to it to her. And uh, let's see what else in there. Uh, yeah, this person uh, identifies as a cis white guy. Uh, so I just wanted to let you know that you were getting comments from women and men. Beautiful. Uh, and um, this person is going through their own uh, thing with mm -hmm. regard to some harassment or bullying at work, uh, which is why uh, I just want to say, you know, Kit H. Uh, but is basically saying that um, they'll keep us posted, but if these arseholes want to take me to the mat, and if you're interested, I might be opening open to being a guest in the future. Oh, excellent. So you're inspiring people. That's wonderful. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. I'm glad to hear that. And, and, and sad too, because when I hear, oh, I'm st people messaging me going, I'm, I'm in a situation right now at work where I'm struggling. It just breaks my heart because some people don't land on their feet like I did mm -hmm. or some of these other women have in, in the business or like some people take their lives. Like yes. some people cannot cope with the abuse and the bullying at work and they just feel like there's no other way. And, you know, I just, I want, I want us to be able to, to, to be there for everybody mm -hmm. and know that it is serious. Even people, when people feel like they're not relevant or their story's not as significant, every story is because we don't know what's going on in their, in their lives. And one little thing could trigger, mm -hmm. A, a terrible mistake for them. So that, that they can't recover from. Yeah. So I really want to be there for people and uh, yeah, I'm glad you guys do too. Yeah. So hopefully with this uh, and this appeal, um, people will come to us and, you know, we'll be able to do whatever we, we can on this little corner of the earth to try and improve workplace culture. I, yeah. I, I do have a few people who've reached out to me recently wanting to come forth and tell their stories. Uh, I just haven't had a chance to sit down with you and, and have the discussion and say, well, we need to 
uh, I don't want to use the word vet, but yes, I know. <sighs> screen, no, screen, still not uh, we just, the best you, word. We can't tell everybody's story, but we need, yeah. yeah, we need to see that there's legitimacy to it, uh, because sometimes the person may be uh, delusional. Yeah, you or know. extremely disgruntled about something else. <laughs> right. But again, if we don't talk about their specific workplace or even maybe use these people's names, then right. Um, yeah. Yeah. They'll still be able to share their story without pointing the finger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we're going to uh, end very soon, but I wanted, we tend to leave with uh, words of wisdom before we go out. So Mr. Grizzly or Laura, some words of wisdom for our listeners this week. I think Mr. Grizzly should have the last say. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, Monsieur. you know, it's, like I said, everybody has a story. Some are tragic and some find glory. Everybody is fighting a battle you know nothing about. Be kind always. Those are the words of the late, great Robin Williams. And it's very true. You don't know what another person is going through at any one given moment. So please do your best to be kind. Now, Nazis do not get kindness because I do not tolerate intolerance. And I need to, I do not mistake my kindness and compassion for weakness. I will not tolerate intolerance of any type, but I will show kindness and compassion to anybody who needs it. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of all I've got to say. Excellent. You're here. Yeah. Be decent, people. Yes. It's not hard. It's not, it's hard. not hard. Well, kids, that's the end of this podcast. Uh, we hope you love listening to us because we loved making this for you. If you really liked it, you can find us on Google, Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, Deezer, everywhere you find your fine Canadian podcasts featuring, e- you know, beavers and grizzlies, right? <laughs> oh, I had a funny story yesterday. I was marching in Pride at Kingston and immediately behind us, there's a whole bunch of people going, let's go beavers. Let's go beavers. <laughs> and it was a group of lesbians from the Beaver Lodge in Kingston, <laughs> literally behind us. Maybe we should invite them to our Beaver Lodge. That's awesome. <laughs> I would love it. Tons of beavers in the lodge. <laughs> of course, criticism, not constructive criticisms, retweets shares, gentle corrections, yeah, even regular criticisms, why the hell not? Compliments, requests, and positive reviews are always welcome. And if you love us so much that you don't want to miss an episode, we're not commitment phobic. We're in for the long haul. So subscribe. You can do that via our pod page site, podpage.com slash the true north eager beaver with a hyphen between each one of those words. And finally, if you really, 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 really just love us and you can't stand it and you absolutely have to do something about it like right, right, right now, why not, man? We got you covered. We work for tips. Please feel free (laughs) to buy a cup of coffee from Mr. Grizzly here or a mug of hot chocolate for me because after all, you are what you drink. To find your way to our tip jar, go to coffee at ko-fi.com slash eager beaver that's ko-fi.com slash eager beaver from the beaver lodge this is your eager beaver and mr grizzly saying until next time dear kids it can be a tough world out there so be kind to and gentle with yourself the true north eager beaver podcast is an eager beaver mr grizzly collaboration research story and copy written by the eager beaver guest curation by mr grizzly this week Recording, production, editing, and additional research by Mr. Grizzly. Music courtesy of Ben Sound Royalty Free Music. Once again, well, actually, we should say it the first time because we didn't lead off with them, but 
thank you to our founding sponsors, The Peppermaster, The Miss V Mysteries from Corvid Moon Publishing and CanadianTarot.com. And since we didn't say it up front, I'll say it twice now. The Peppermaster, The Miss V Mysteries from Corvid Moon Publishing and CanadianTarot.com. Just to make sure we do everything right. And thank you to Pete Jarvis for our kick-ass heart work. We absolutely love it, mate. And uh, if kids will be watching, uh, you'll see that uh, Pete gave us uh, some uh, seasonal artwork. So uh, the next time you see our logo, we'll have a little pride element to it. Oh, cool. <laughs> Talk to you soon, kids. Take care. Hey there, Mr. Grizzly. Hey, Mr. Beaver. How you doing? I'm doing really well. Hey, uh, did you get something in the mail lately? Yes. Miss um, V Mysteries. I yeah, I did too. Awesome. Bedside reading. Yes. Um, for those who don't know, The Misty Mysteries is an LGBTQ plus cozy mystery series written by Delilah Knight. Miss V is 60, trans, and classy, sassy, and a bit smart assy. From her kitten heels to her chic bob, Miss V is a lady through and through. When her late aunt's lawyer is found murdered bum, bum, and clutching V's favorite Chanel jacket, <gasps> she is immediately arrested. Bum, bum. Can she find the real killer before the local law puts her away for good? Will she be forced to trade 50s rock and roll for jailhouse blues? Do prisons even have a happy hour? Well, none of the ones I've been in. Wait, what? What? There's a story there. No. We'll talk about that after the ad. Miss V and the Letras Lawyer is the first book in a humorous, cozy mystery series from by ace author Delilah Knight. On sale now wherever ebooks are sold. Paperback copies are also available, or call your local library and ask them to get it in. Signed copies available at www.corvidmoonpublishing.com. That's www.corvidmoonpublishing.com. All in one word, dot com. The Miss V Mysteries. You need to be reading it. The Podcast Super Friends is a monthly meeting of five podcast producers. Hi, I'm Catherine O'Brien from Branch Out Programs in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I'm John Gay from Jagged Detroit Podcasts. I'm Matt Kundal from the Sound Off Podcast Network. I'm David Yes from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. And I'm Johnny Peterson from Straight Up Podcasts. Together, they form the Podcast Super Friends, an alliance of podcast masterminds sharing best practices, insights, and discussions to help make you a better podcaster. Follow or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or at soundoff.network.